All right, hey everybody, it's Brian. Um, I actually have a guest this evening, so you're not just gonna have to listen to me talk at you. Um, it is, uh, you know, we we have to be six feet apart unless it's um, somebody in your own home, and uh, and we've not been socializing with anybody. Uh, even when I've been at the store the last few days, it's been just me there alone and occasionally handing an item out the either the sliding window or um, occasionally taking it out to the sidewalk. But we've definitely been social distancing. Uh, but my guest tonight is, uh, is Andrea, which is exciting. Um, but don't, don't hold your breath. She's not here to talk about anything Western States related. And maybe no one even wants to hear that, but I, I suspect at some point people will want to. So this is just to get Andrea warmed up to the idea of um, talking into a microphone with me, her husband, and sharing it with all of you, or a few of you anyways, as the case may be. So, um, so we thought it'd be fun to talk about Andrea's first and only, to this point, uh, Ultra, which was the same Ultra that was my first, although it was several years later. So Andrea ran the Chuckin' at 50K. We were just trying to assess the year. But anyways, Andrea, why don't you um, say hi and then maybe introduce yourself. Hi, this is Andrea, Brian's better half. Can't you hear the excitement in her voice? It's like I'm really having to twist her arm to be on here right now. Um, and I'm here to talk about checking up, but we can't remember which year it was. We think it was 2015. Yeah. If we and, had a guess. And full disclosure, we got to be tight this evening in terms of our timing because we have approximately or maybe exactly 18 minutes until we have a, um, a Zoom meeting gathering with a couple of friends, two other sets of friends. So that's... Um, I prefer to call them virtual happy hours than Zoom meetings. Okay. <laughs> yes. So we have a virtual happy hour with... Uh, it's a triple date. Yeah, triple date. So um, so anyways, I thought it'd be fun to share with all of you that um, Andrea and I started dating in 2001 and I ran in June of 2001 and I ran Chuckanut in March of 2002 and so Andrea has uh, known me my entire life and career as an ultra runner and, um, and has always been incredibly supportive of my, um, my endeavors in the sport, whether that was, you know, turning me loose for an entire day or sometimes back-to-back -back days to get long runs in or coming out to races and crewing me, um, offering much needed emotional support and she's just been a, a huge proponent of my ultra running um especially early on she pretty much wants nothing to do with it these days <laughs> but that's okay we've got two kids that are much bigger priorities than than me um but uh but interestingly um andrea is portuguese and so one of the things that um has always been um a part of our relationship is the fact that I don't speak Portuguese. I love and, that that's something that's a part of our relationship. <laughs> well, it is. Um, but we, you know, I've tried many times, especially earlier on. Twice. Many is a stretch. Well, 
All right, so I took a class at Seattle Language Academy. I've tried Rosetta Stone. It just, it's hard for me. I guess I don't have a language brain. Um, but it, it's been something that, um, especially early on in our relationship when I was still in the trying to impress her state, that, um, that I really wanted to, to be better at. And, um, and it's been a struggle for me, if I'm being completely honest. And now I just, it's actually, maybe that's what I should be doing now that we're on lockdown. God, I hadn't even thought about that. So yeah, maybe I will, um, Duolingo now. Yeah. Duolingo. Um, okay. So, um, but anyways, Andrea has given me a lot of grief over the years for not, um, speaking better Portuguese. Um, and so we've had this long, or we did have this long-standing sort of bet with one another that if she ran an ultra, then it was on me to learn Portuguese. And if I learned Portuguese, it was on her to run an ultra. And as but it Andrea... it was really comical because I would never do an ultra. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I met Andrea, and certainly from everything I've heard prior to me meeting her, running was not... I mean, you ran... You do. Do cross country? I forget. Oh, I was going to my senior year and started training and then got severe stress fractures on my kneecaps before the first practice. <laughs> severe stress fractures. <laughs> like I'd forgotten that part. It was bad. Um, I don't think I'd ever run more than three miles. Huh. Yeah. So anyways, I I actually thought that, um, that it was a pretty safe bet. Uh, but... As Andrea has a tendency to do, she she got the best of me, and um, and had the the fire was lit in we think 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, a quick Google search could actually confirm that for us. But uh, Andrea ran Chuckanut, and uh, and I still don't speak much, if any, Portuguese. My vocabulary is kind of good. I just can't conjugate verbs and do any of that fancy stuff. Um, but what was it, Andrea, in 2015 that made you want to run Chuckanut? Oh, um, we, I had the opportunity that fall to do the Nike Women's Half Marathon in San Francisco, which at the time was impossible to get into and, um, it's the one where firefighters would stand at the finish line and instead of medals would give finishers Tiffany jewelry necklaces. I'm oh, not, right. I I'm remember that's why you wanted to run. Yeah. So, so bad. I went down with Emily and actually a group of people from Fleet Feet, Seattle, and it was super fun. And so I was, um, you know, I had trained and was at um, half marathon, you know, readiness. And then while I was running it, I had the idea of, um, oh, I wonder if I should sign up and do a 25K. It's not that much longer. And this is when you could still like have thoughts like that and then get into events a few months later. Um, So I signed up for Deception Pass 25K and, um, and did that. I was really nervous for that one. And I remember you giving me a pep talk about, it's going to be fine. You know, if you know, you'll be fine. And if you don't, that's okay. And I just remember being really weirdly confident. I was like, I I know I'm going to finish this. This is not a problem. And so I did it 
And while we were driving to your mom's house from the race, I asked you, if, <laughs> I don't know what came over me, but I was like, do you think I could do chuck nut? And you immediately yeah. said yes. I think you were afraid that I would quickly change my thoughts, but yeah, that was yeah. it. The other thing, I guess that was about the time you had started working at the store also, right? Um, so running was just, um, life-wise, running mm -hmm. was a bigger part of just both work and pleasure yeah. at that point. Um, so the only hiccup was that I, and still to this day, do not run trails by myself. So here I thought I would never do a full road marathon. I still have zero interest in doing a full road marathon because of my knees and it would hurt and it's painful. But I was like, but of course, you know, it's on trails. It'll be wonderful. But then I had to actually do all my training on the roads in town and I had not put those two together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, remember the run that we did together on the, oh, that was bad. the Chuck and I course <laughs> where I think we, it was 18 we, miles. we ran the middle 18 of Chuck and I, the, it was bad. And there was a period of time near Lost Lake where um, I think had there been a weapon <laughs> alongside the trail, Andrea might have ended my life and just no. rolled me down the hill into Lost Lake to be eaten by... You were um, too peppy. You were too cheery that day. Well, I remember what really, what really set you off was that we were back in Bellingham, and Bellingham is where I went to school um at western and where andrea and i met and it's a pretty phenomenal fantastic place and we we just or i rather started talking like gosh isn't bellingham great like maybe we should we could could we move to bellingham and i just started going down this um this path in my mind and out loud about moving back to bellingham and andrea in her you know, late in the run on a long run state, low on calories or whatever, did not, did not want any part of that. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. No, you didn't. <laughs> and, uh, and really like, I don't feel like we get into many heated arguments and it certainly wasn't a heated argument, but I really, I knew that I had crossed, crossed some line out there. Um, and really harmlessly, I thought too, mm. because it seemed like it wasn't um, anything too dramatic that I was proposing, um, and it wasn't even serious. It was kind of farcical. I mean, we we had this the one store on Capitol Hill. We were very established in Seattle. It wasn't. It was just more kind of like whimsical thinking about. Um, really, it was just me being back in Bellingham and thinking about, oh, it's so great to be so close to the trails and Bellingham's just a nice size. I grew up in a small town in Anacorta, so I've always had a greater appreciation for a little slower pace. And Andrea, on the other hand, grew up in Seattle and um, and and likes the... Loves it here. Loves the big city <laughs> life. Um, so uh, so anyways, but she was in no in no state to hear that talk um, there on that sort of, for those of you that have run Chuckanut, that kind of uh, grinding grade as you make your way up from, you're never actually at Lost Lake, but the Lost Lake Junction, then you start that grinding climb back up and then drop again before you get to the little chin scraper trail. So we were on that grinding grade and she just 
wanted no part of it. Um, but anyways, you ended up like, that was a good training run, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 You felt pretty confident afterward having done the, the crux of the race, so to speak. Close enough. And I did a, I think a 22 mile training or 24 in town yeah, as we well went on up the roads over by Queen myself and, and Magnolia and Capitol Hill and Green Lake. And I still can't believe I did that by myself. <laughs> I know. It's amazing your, um, <laughs> your uh, severely stressed fractured knees could toler- <laughs> tolerate that. Seriously. Uh, no, that was... I, re- I don't remember many times where I've felt... I've been impressed by you several times, but that run in particular stands out for... That's a hard, hard, hard thing to do to go knock out 24 solo miles in town and and hilly miles nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were good about trying to mimic the race as close as you could. And uh, I mean, there aren't, I actually can't think of a single 24 mile training run I've ever done on the roads in town. I've done it plenty of times on the trails, but uh, with cars and exhaust and whatever else so um that was pretty incredible and then the race itself you had how did the day go for you you know it um it was fine so I no surprise here I'm not fast by any means and I'm definitely back of the packer and um one thing that surprised me was how little I saw people um and maybe it's because I was towards the back but the runners just got so spread out. I would go big chunks um, without seeing people. Um, it rained that day. It had been a really mild winter, so much so that in December at Deception Pass, I ran in a, a t-shirt. I remember that being a really nice day. Where normally there could be snow, and then like pe- a lot of people were in shorts that day. And so we had had a mild winter, and it had been so nice and lovely at Chuckanut, um, or in the in town before Chuckanut, and then that day it was just pouring. Um, and then when I came off of um, the road at the end, then the sun did clear up. So um, I just remember it being, you know, I had my pace. Brian oftentimes talks about how I have one speed on the trails, and I'm just really content with sticking with it. I don't go faster or slower. I just get at it, and I remember just had it all like clocked when I needed to take my nutrition and my salt tablets and, and yeah, listen to a lot of this American life. Did you ever have a moment where you didn't think it was going to happen? No, I wouldn't. I know. I remember I'm coming into an aid station and seeing Laura Houston and she came at me to give me a big hug and I started crying and I didn't know why I was crying. So I didn't have, I wasn't even feeling terribly emotional, but I was like, this is just, weird I was grateful for the hug it just was bizarre and she gave me some broth then I continued on um and then probably the second to last aid station um there were a group of us who were sort of now running together and at that second to last aid station it became clear that we were on the tail end of getting cut and so we were still fine but we needed to keep at it um so that was a good reminder to not go too sl- much slower. Now, did you, we're getting close to our time to wrap up mm-hmm. here, but did you have any moments, because I don't think I've ever run a race where I didn't think, at least for a fleeting moment, if not several fleeting moments, 
this is the stupidest sport. I hate everything about this. This will be my last race. I'm never doing this again. Did you have any of those moments or is that just me? I don't know. If I did, I don't remember them. I remember being up on the the ridge area and it was really windy and I was cold and I put on my Houdini and I just remember feeling cold. But then I ate some more food and kind of came with it. I think, um, I feel like I have a terrible memory. I don't remember those kind of details. I just remember the detail of, so I made it past the last aid station before the cutoff. And so as far as I figured, any time at that point that I'd finish would count. Um, and I actually finished over eight hours and it's an eight hour cutoff, but because I made that last aid station, my time counts. Um, or does it? It maybe does. That's it's my, on the website. Maybe that's why I haven't actually <laughs> no, felt compelled totally to, counts. Totally to learn counts. Portuguese yet. Um, but I remember the uh, coming um, into the finish, and you were there with Jack and Amalia, and um, and at that point, I got really emotional. Like I was full on ugly crying crossing the finish line. It yeah. was so exciting, like to be like, oh, I actually did it. And then you were there with open arms, and you gave me a big hug and you said you should never have said this you said you are an ultra runner now and i immediately asked so i never have to do one of these again and i'm still an ultra runner and you're like yeah and i have yet to do one ever again but i'm an ultra runner yet being the imperative <laughs> word there all right well um it's about time for our um what are we calling it again virtual happy hour our virtual date. happy hour triple date um, so we're going to conclude there. Hopefully this was fun for Andrea. Was this fun? Mm-hmm. We'll get her on again. And, uh, I hope you're all, um, you know, staying safe and sane, uh, in this crazy time, getting out for runs, um, watching Tiger King. Just a quick oh, aside. Yeah. Have you, you guys all have to watch <laughs> Tiger King. Tiger King King. It's on crazy. Netflix. Yeah. I, I'm sure this is not news to anybody. It's like trending number one on Netflix. So it's not like we're breaking any secret show open here. But Tiger King is is pretty entertaining. Um, so anyways, I, I appreciate those of you that are listening to this. This has really been fun for me to have this routine every day. Um, I appreciate having Andrea on tonight. So thanks, sweets. Um, and now we're off to our virtual happy hour. So, um, we will talk to you soon. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.